Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, man of action. Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Welcome back to Chuck Pop Culture Norris. Failure, where we watch a thing from pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. And I am Jake. We're watching Chuck Norris colon Karate Commandos. Uh, episode 3. I don't remember the Terror title. Train. Terror Train, yes. The train, the titular train, is not featured that much in it and doesn't really play a lot of a part in this story. <laughs> It's kind of happenstantial that uh, there's a train involved. Yeah, you'd think it was a haunted train, but it's not. Yeah. It does, in fact, sound like a Goosebumps book. That would be about a haunted train. Yes. Uh, like a spectral conductor. There's can a see very the cover. good chance that one of the more recent books, the Goosebumps books, is called Terror Train. By recent, do you mean that they're making more, or recent as in the most recent to come out? Uh, both. Okay. Is that not the same thing? Well, like, the most recent could be from 97, or a oh, recent no. book could be, like, last month it came out. Well, it, I guess I, it's misleading because I just said Goosebumps, but there's, like, Goosebumps, and then there's, like, from from Slappy's Files, oh. which are the more recent ones. And I like, see. Uh, the Haunted Mask Says, or something like that. I don't know. There's a, there, there are more recent iterations of Goosebumps. Hmm. Are they R.L. Stein? Yeah. Okay. They're not just like a weird spinoff given to a ghost writer. Well, I think a lot of them are probably ghost written. By ghost written, I mean it was written by a ghost. Right, yeah, that's how they're Because so spooky. it's spooky. Yeah. Did they ever tell you I met R.L. Stein once? Uh, you did. I've seen that <laughs> photograph. Because it's, it's framed everywhere in this house. I believe he sassed you? Uh, no, he was very polite to me. He was very sweet. But hmm. No, no sass. He was very genuine and a nice man. Neat. Uh, I'm sure someone else has sassed me. Sounds, sounds about right. But not, but not R.L. Stein. So my childhood wasn't crushed. <laughs> so far, I never want to meet him again because what if he's grumpy at that point? Yeah, or he tries to finger you or something. Well, he asked nice. <laughs> I meant like without asking. Oh, in a spooky way. Right. It's the spookiest way. The spookiest way is uh, without consent. Right. It's also illegal. So we yes. open up. And uh, Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos are flying in a helicopter that looks like it's the Regis Indignation, the starship from Bucky O'Hare. Which guy means is it's stupid looking. Yeah, it looks like a bug, and it's way more complicated than it needs to be for a helicopter. You don't know that. You don't know what all those parts do. Maybe those circles, they need those circles on it. I don't think they're thruster circles. Yeah, but they're different circles. It's actually a a helicopter for drying... Those are speed holes. Yeah, it dries baseball fields. And those are the heaters. <laughs> oh. So after a rain, it flies around a baseball field and dries it with the heaters. Okay, so it's got the downdraft to uh, to blow the air, and it's got the heaters to recirculate heat, so it dries fields faster. Yes. Okay. You can't have a wet baseball field. I mean, you can. You can't. You just can't play on it. So we got Chuck jumping out of a helicopter to begin with. Wait, also... Oh, this is still the opening. I'm sorry. It's just the same helicopter they fly in right. at the very beginning of this. Uh also, Sky did the math for me. One third of the people in this helicopter are not wearing shirts. <laughs> That's correct. Out of the six, uh, two of them, Tabe and Chuck Norris. I guess Chuck does have that weird sh- strap, yeah, but that but doesn't, doesn't count, count as a shirt. As a shirt no. It doesn't cover either of his nipples. It does not count as a shirt. It, if it was horizontal covering his nipples, that would count as a tube top in my eyes. It would count as a shirt, but That's, that's not the dynamic. what shirts are, Sky, <laughs> Everyone would just be wearing a belt around their nipple. That's what got me kicked out of my homeowners association. 
<laughs> she kept mowing the lawn like that. <laughs> no, that's, I, that's how I ruled on shirts, and they didn't like it. Oh. Well, I guess before we're in the helicopter, Chuck Norris has to poorly deliver a line to us. Yeah, he's telling us about... In live action. Yeah, flesh and blood Chuck, and he's uh, saying that violence is his last choice, and I would like to disagree with him. His cartoon uh, persona is... That's his only choice. There's nothing else that he does. Also, the, the fact that we're in his... What I assume is his personal little gym, and this is a rich man whose whole deal is karate, mm-hmm. and this is his gym with this awful shag carpeting and poor lighting. Yeah, I... It's so weird. Perhaps this isn't his actual home gym. It might not be, but who? Why on earth would you want shag carpeting on a thing where you're doing karate? You're gonna get a rug burn. Because shag carpeting was cool as fuck. Sure, nineteen eighty whatever. But why not just put down some mats so you can do some real karate stuff? Because uh, he wants the challenge. He needs the the toughen up the feet. Yeah, against his tootsies. Also, we're not totally positive, but we think the TV that was in the corner has been replaced by a model sailboat with, like, a thousand sails on it. I'm pretty sure they're just in a reverse angle. I don't think so, because the phone is still there, and there's a mirror, and, uh... Right, but there are windows, and we didn't have windows before. We just had more mirrors. Well, maybe. Why is that boat displayed on, like, a TV? One of those old, you know, like, in a school where your TV was (laughs) up up in the corner. Yeah, I know. Maybe he just really likes that ship and doesn't want to karate it to death. Anything above or yeah. below eye level is up for karate. Yeah, if it's put it above eye level, above a normal man's face height, uh, he can't kick it. That's how it is. Well, he can kick it. He's just less likely. To I mean, that's just his standard range. If he's just practicing his normal yeah. kicks, he's not going to kick it. So the, it, in this cartoon, Chuck Norris spends surprisingly little time on the floor, like actual ground kicking. He's always. Like, in midair, somewhere. Well, I'm pretty sure he can low-key fly in this series. So. Well, he's falling for most of this episode. <laughs> From one place to another. Right. So we actually open up, and not just pretend to open up like I thought we did earlier. Um, this is the downfall of having five episodes. Every episode is in the opening credits. That's right. We get confused. And they fooled me. I thought we had already skipped past the opening sequence, but we did not. So, uh... Flesh and Blood Chuck told us that uh, Cartoon Chuck is going to be protecting the laser robot from Claw. So we open up, and Cartoon Chuck is talking to the director of something. The team. Sure. He's like, don't let Claw get the ch- get the laser robot. And he's on Skype. And we get to see the director's face for the first time, but it's from a wide shot, so yeah, we don't so get don't, to see what his yeah. face is. And I don't know if he's supposed to be like J. Edgar Hoover or something. I don't know who was in charge of the FBI at the time or whatever, but like we didn't recognize this man. I don't know what the deal is and why he's being kept secret as though we would recognize him anyway. The very second Chuck and uh, company land on this tanker out in the middle of the ocean, we see a bunch of uh, vulture men like uh, submerging from the depths on their jet skis. Do bad guy stuff. Presumably steal the laser robot. Presumably, since uh, real-life Chuck Norris ruins the plot <laughs> from the get-go. There must be a better way for Tommy to carry around his little shields, right? He's not wearing any clothes, Jake. Where's he going to put them? I don't know. Why doesn't he get a non-shirt belt like like Chuck and hang him from that? Because that's not how sumos do. I don't think he's a regulation sumo. He's out in the field. Well, it's because we haven't. There's not enough episodes to get a Tabe spotlight. We don't know what happened to him. Maybe he's a disgraced sumo wrestler. We don't have his tragic backstory. That's right. 
or how Kimo's family was murdered, and he swore vengeance as a samurai, and it, he can't draw his sword without, you know, getting blood on it. I'm gonna have to believe you on that. I don't know anything about samurai. Oh, that was I was just making up a tragic backstory for him. I don't think that's a samurai thing. Oh, okay. Though they do answer steel with steel. Like you should. Yeah, like Usagi Ujimbo, who's a cuddly rabbit man, but uh, has the highest body count in comics. I'm pretty sure he's murdered a lot of folk. So we get a demonstration of what uh, Laser Robot can do, and with one shot, destroys an entire, like, container ship. Yep. And they're like, wow, Chuck is kind of impressed. He says, impressive. The only thing more lethal than that or, is my fists, yeah. is what he says. I could have done that with a half punch. Or I am Chuck Norris. Yeah, I can't wait till we get there. And he's, I'm Chuck Norris. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. So... I don't know if... The, I'm assuming they brought that ship out there to be destroyed, right? I would think so, yes. And there, there's... There probably wasn't anyone on it. Yeah, I hope not. It was, maybe they were going to decommission it, and it was just easier to sink it this way. Yeah, in the... You know, where it can be the ocean's problem. That was a very 1980s stance to have. Yeah. I mean, it's still unofficially our stance. <laughs> yeah. We just don't brag about it like we used to. Yeah. Everybody's like, the world's dying. It's like, no, the world's going to be fine. We are going to die. That's yeah. that's the thing that should concern you. The world will be fine. It's going to spin long after we're all dead. But I think they're trying to sell this to a bunch of folk. Um, there's some gentlemen in turbans and some men who don't get introduced at all. And one man who looks like the mayor from an old-timey town. Yes. His but jacket's so short. I assume that they're trying to sell this to somebody. Yes. And yeah. Who wouldn't buy this if they're looking to defeat their enemies? One blast killed a whole tanker truck. Which is weird that... Not truck. Ship. It's weird that then this government team would be sent there to guard it. Yeah. Because it... I mean, unless it's the U.S. government selling weapons, and we know they would never do that. Right. That's a thing that the, the U.S. government would not be guilty of, especially in no. the 80s. Certainly, certainly not to terrorist cells. Yeah. But speaking of terror cells, uh, Vulture throws up some grappling hooks and climbs up. Uh, and we see uh, Ninja Leader speaking to a man named Tanaka, uh, which is neat because there's a character who got a name. Um, uh, no, so every, every, I don't know what you, how you would describe this guy. The leader of the mission has had a Field name. leader? Yeah. There was the lady in the first episode, whose name I can't remember. And then the, the guy in the second episode... His name was Imposter. That's not yeah. a name. I meant like a a, a normal human person's oh, okay. name. Well, the lady in the first episode didn't have a real name either. It was like yeah. Witch of the Sea or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. I meant like this is a name that a, a human person would oh, have. I thought you meant they didn't just have a title like Ninja Leader. <laughs> first of all, that man's name was Imposter. It was capital I. <laughs> well, sure. That's not his government name. Is it his Christian name? Right. His biblical name? He. It is weird, though, that like Claw... Has his so the the pecking order seems to be claw, super ninja, whatever fill in field leader there is, mm -hmm. then ninja leader, and then the rest of the guys. Right, and that field leader keeps changing from episode to episode. Right, the villain of the week. It's like Murphy Brown's secretary. Yep, everybody's gonna get that reference. I only remember that because they make that joke on Seinfeld. <laughs> I remember Murphy Brown that well. I remember I watched it, but... Yeah, I know my mom watched it, and therefore I watched it. And I remember one episode where they were having a team-building exercise, and everyone failed because of Murphy Brown, because she was kind of a bitch to them. 
I like that you have one very specific memory from a lot of yep. television shows. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess that's what formed me as a human. It's because uh, your brain's broken, Scott. Yeah. They were doing it over a, a floor that was painted to look like toxic waste, and they had uh, paint can stabilizers and like boards that they had to walk across, and they had to get the whole team across. And Murphy Brown sacrificed her producer or something. I forget. Was she a, a, a news lady? I think so. Like an on-screen news yeah, lady? I think so. Okay. But, uh, yeah, she forced him off a board so they could continue moving forward. And then he was mad at them, and he said... Tell me more about Murphy Brown's guy. Uh, her producer was Jewish, and in that episode, he said shalom to them. How um, much more do you know about Murphy Brown's guy? That's about it. Okay. I know she uh, got yelled at by people because she was a single mom on TV. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's I know it was Candace Bergen. Uh, that was our Murphy Brown cast, where Sky kind of remembers Murphy Brown. Uh, one episode of Murphy Brown. Yeah. Yeah, so Tanaka uh, is apparently um, in charge this episode, and he is also a man with albinism. He's got no pigment, uh, and that extends to his eyes, which will become a major plot point later. I don't know about major. I mean, for his character. I mean, I guess for this show. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of development. So, so Vulture decided that three dudes and Ninja Leader would be enough to take on the whole Karate Four Commandos. Dudes, okay, they just added those extra dudes. There were not that many jet skis or men climbing up <laughs> initially, but they added another two dudes. So we got the Karate Commandos and the Ninjas of, of Vulture. <laughs> that man's wearing a cable like he's a goddamn magician. <laughs> Yes. One of the terrorist fires. So the karate commandos go to engage the ninjas, who aren't wearing masks for once. Um, well, you don't want to get a mask like that wet. Yeah, you'll drown. Yeah. And too much goes to stand in front of the uh, weapons buyers, the arms dealers, with a nunchuck while everybody else engages in fisticuffs. How come Pepper just wears, like, uh, what a mom would wear? Like, everybody else has a goofy karate outfit. It's a great and she's question. just dressed like a lady. It really stands her apart from the rest of the because team. Because in the 80s, ladies couldn't be ninjas. <laughs> That's a relatively new development, Sky. What year did Karate Kid 3 come out? Because that has Anne Hathaway in it. Does it? Yes. She was Karate Kid 3, I think. I'm going to find out. Okay. But the ninjas take out uh, throwing stars. 1989. Boom. That's when ladies got to be ninjas. I don't think Anne Hathaway is in it. Then it's... A lady that I confuse with Anne Hathaway. I don't know. There's three ladies that look identical and have very different names to me. Well, what, who is it? I, I don't know this. Uh, Robin Lively. Robin Lively, who looks nothing like Anne Hathaway. No. I could have sworn one of them was a, a karate kid. Girl karate kid. Hilary Swank. It's my mistake. Oh. She's one of the karate kids. I don't know which. I thought it was three, but maybe it's a different one. Don't edit this part. <laughs> All the silence? Yeah. Okay. Let them just listen to us. Look up Hillary Swank. It's, it's Anne Hathaway. What is Anne Hathaway? The Karate Kid. Is she in Karate Kid? What is Wait, it? didn't... It's, oh, I'm sorry. You just said it was Hillary Swank. It was. I, yep. I thought I was... I, I knew I was kid. wrong, and I was trying to correct me being wrong. They're the same lady. That's <laughs> my not. problem. She's the next Karate Kid. Okay. I don't know which one that is in the series. Great question. Because there's Karate Kid 1 and 2, and I don't and know three. where there is a three? Yeah. Okay, I thought that was that. Uh, it's from 1994. Okay. Then yes, we have not reached Lady Ninjas yet. This is why our podcast is so long. We gotta... Yeah, I have to edit a lot out. You have to figure out who's Hillary Swank is. <laughs> She's 
beautiful lady who looks a lot like Anne Hathaway. So uh, the ninjas start throwing uh, stars and Kimo just bats them out of the air with his sword. Meanwhile, Tabe just like tummy bumps a couple of guys. Um, and uh, Ninja Leader goes and assaults too much with uh, just like a, a morning star. Meanwhile, all of the wet arms dealers don't like they ran out of budget for animation, so they are perfectly statue they're, still. They're scared stiff. And then Pepper and uh, Reed, I was going to call him Riley, it's pretty close, um, handle one guy by basically tabletopping him off the boat, so he's dead. Reed, Reed is dressed like if you uh, made a homemade Power Rangers costume from when they were ninjas <laughs> sometimes. Right. The Ninjetti years. Yeah, that's it. Those are the words. Yeah, they were Ninjetti. I know. They I had to meet Ninjor. Ninjor. The movie is non-canonical, so they had to justify them going to see Ninjor and getting the ninja swords uh-huh. and powers. And what's weird is they, when they were Ninjetti, they also got the Metallic's armor, or Metallic armor. Mm-hmm. And instead of using the, like the movie suits, which actually look more like armor, they just got like sparkly sparkly. Spandex yeah, I remember that. And sparkly helmets. Um, two things: you're not going to find a better Power Ranger suit than in those movies. Those are cool they're, as fuck. They're really rad. And uh, one of the companies that owns the license to Ninja, or, I mean Power Rangers, just released a Ninja action figure. Oh yeah. It's not the Lightning Collection. I think it's like Super 7 or something. Okay. In Ninjor. He's pretty rad. I like his design a lot. I, you need a Ninjor? I have one around here somewhere. No, I'm good. That okay. action, that figure isn't great. You mean the one that just uh, stands straight like this? Yeah. He's got like three points of articulation. Yeah. And one of them is his head flipping around yep. and his pants falling off. But you could just set him up on a shelf. Yep. Perfectly stock still. Yep. <laughs> like Ninjor stood. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest voice. They could have put any voice in that face. He doesn't have a mouth. Yep. Uh, in the the Sentai, he had uh, I'm gonna call it anxiety issues, and he couldn't like handle when people were nice to him. And there's several episodes where he would just run away from children who were being nice. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, I believe they called him Ninja Man. Mm. They're pretty on the nose with their naming conventions in Japan. Yeah. Sometimes I think about how uh, Dulcia is, was supposed to be Mariska Hargitay, and then I get sad. Yeah? Yeah. Instead, it was the lady who played Divatox. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're saying Dulcia. I was hearing, uh, at one point, they replaced Zordon with the lady in a tube. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're making creaking with plastic? Yeah, I like, I like to touch this thing. Okay, well, don't, because it comes up on the audio. Yeah, I know. That way you remember where you were at when you recorded this. Great. That your storm, your what's over there? I'm petting him. Yeah, don't. I'm gonna get you a fidget cube. (laughs) Sit quietly, like a good boy. This is how I hold my soda. Sure it is. (laughs) Um, I have. There's a fidget cube in the garage. (laughs) Is it mine? I lost it. Do you need one? I I don't know why I have it. I probably put it in my pocket at the school. Is it a? Is it black and red? No, it's just black. Okay. I don't know what I did with mine. I'll go find that one when we're done here. Cool. You can fidget away. Yeah. Great. Um, I'm just going to get you some CBD oil and calm you down like a rabbit dog. The lady who played Divatox also played uh, their mentor in a tube who spoke in riddles. who was worthless to them. Um, 
But that's what you want from a leader in an emergency is a riddle. Yeah. <laughs> really just a back way or backwards way of talking. Like, you need to master your anger. Your anger would be your master kind of shit. Where it's, you're not saying anything deep at all. Oh, you're just yeah. wasting my time with a, a pointless riddle. I f- How did we get here? I, uh, um, it's irrelevant. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, read stupid costume. Right. Uh, so uh, Ninja Leader grabs too much because he's just a child. And uh, he hops off the boat with him, taking him hostage. Uh, Charles stands around watching this happen until it's time to also jump off a boat and onto a jet ski. He tells the rest of the karate commandos to get the dignitaries, I guess, uh, to a the bullet train where they're going to be transferring the laser robot. Yeah, um, and then at the end of that, the highest bidder will... I guess. I mean, they may have just been told that they're dignitaries. Yeah. Because I don't know who these people are or what they represent, but uh, there's no way it's not an arms deal, right? Yeah, no, absolutely Okay. Not. So um, Tanaka is like, ah, beans, this went south. It's like, you only sent six dudes. Like, what else yeah. could have happened here? Um, don't worry, you got a little boy out of the view. Yeah, I guess. So Ninja Leader makes it sure he runs with too much and he throws him in a jeep. Too much politely sits while they drive away. Well, I think at this point, too much isn't too worried because he knows Chuck Norris has got this. Yeah, that's fair. So Chuck runs over to a motorcycle. Um, there's two men fishing. Um, and one of those like, hey, that's my bike. And Chuck's like, don't worry, it's an emergency. I'm Chuck Norris. <laughs> Contact me through the American Embassy and then steals their motorcycle. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Do you think at this point in time in society you could just yell, I'm Chuck Norris, and they would know who you were? Maybe. I don't know if he's an it, the international superstar that he pretends to be in this cartoon. <laughs> or if he's some sort of like secret agent. I don't know why everyone would know who he is. That's true. I guess he could he'd just be on the news as shirtless man foils terrorist cell or something. Uh, but uh, Ninja Leader makes it to a, sh- a plane that's already got the propeller spinning. I don't know. Because this is a commercial airport, it seems. Also, there's no one else in this plane, so has it just been running? Yeah. Maybe he just yelled, I'm Ninja Leader, don't worry, it's an emergency, and he just commandeered oh, yeah. it. That's all you gotta say, you obviously. Gotta your name. Right, so, but Chuck uh, drives on there with the stolen motorcycle and hops on the plane's wing, as you'll do. We don't see what happens to that motorcycle, but he definitely doesn't return it. I'm assuming that those men that he stole it from will contact the American Embassy and be reimbursed, for sure. Hopefully. Without a doubt. So too much right away, like uh, the plane gets in the air and too much instantaneous. He's like, oh, there's Chuck on the wing. Hell yeah, Chuck, come save me. Uh, and Ninja Rude. Leader. Any element of surprise. Right. And also, dude's on the wing. Dude's on the far end of the wing. Uh, it's going to take a lot to get inside of that plane, my well, guy. Well, a lot for you or I, but not for Chuck Norris. Clearly. Yeah, I guess Ninja Leader makes a mistake and tilts the plane towards the actual body instead of trying to shake him loose. Yeah, you really should have just done a loop to loop. Or just let him slide off, because that's absolutely what would have happened. Dude's not even wearing a shirt. (laughs) Definitely going to get some terrible floor burns on his fall to his death. Well, first of all, I bet he's real greased up. (laughs) While he would just slide off of here, he probably wouldn't get that burned up. I guess that's fair. Yeah, i got to make those muscles pop somehow. Yeah, um, he's real dehydrated and greased up. <laughs> but too much uh, kicks Ninja Leader in the face, 
and is occupying him as Chuck makes you his way to a... don't want to kick the guy flying the plane in the face. Yeah, if you don't know how to fly a plane, don't disable the guy who knows how to fly the plane. Yeah. Um, but Chuck makes his way to a hatch of some sort and gets in, and too much is like, Hey, Chuck, you're on board now. Great. Did I ruin your surprise? Uh, Ninja Leader, who has a whip now, I guess that's part of his character, grabs too much again, whips some boxes over onto Chuck, who stands there patiently, waiting for that to happen. I mean, it's a cartoon from the 80s. Anything that anyone is holding is totally plot relevant. So. <laughs> yeah. It's just he didn't have a whip before. I didn't know his his repertoire was so fast. Oh, yeah. That's how you become Ninja Leader. I would have expected him to take the knife out and throw it to cut that rope that he whipped. No, then you don't get your knife back. But, yeah. It's fair, but also, it's not like they're abundantly concerned with, like, continuity and stuff. Yeah, that's why he suddenly has a whip. (laughs) Fair enough. There's a jeep on this plane. I guess it's a military transport plane that he stole without a problem. Um, And he just backs that shit right through the back of the plane. Like it's a fucking aluminum foil. Like he's opening a a rabbit egg, a chocolate rabbit on Easter. (laughs) That's right. Really struggled with that. Metaphor. You did. You got there, though. I was like, what the fuck is wrapped in aluminum foil? Uh, baked potato. Yeah. Logically, on the Jeep, there's a parachute. So he activates that. And then Chuck's like, well, fuck this noise, and jumps off the plane. There's no one flying that plane. That plane's going to f- crash yes. somewhere. Ideally in Chuck, the ocean, but probably into people. Probably. Um, but he's able to, par- or not parachute, he just jumps. Yeah. Just free falls onto the onto the truck. He's really good at gliding and guiding himself <laughs> through just the air. He's basically Rocky the Flying Squirrel. Yeah. Um, and he looks down uh, through the, the windscreen and Ninja Leader's like, God damn it. And he grabs a parachute that was in the truck for some reason, grabs too much and jumps off of that. Making his third... <laughs> he jumped off a boat, jumped off a... Uh, drove off a plane, jumped off, a pla- off of a flying truck. Yes. So... This is his third fall, but not to be outdone. Ninja Leader has the foresight to throw a star and is able to uh, disconnect the parachute from the truck, making sure that Chuck is now in mortal peril again. But because he's Chuck fucking Norris, he's like, here we go again. So he jumps in free fall and lands on Ninja Leader. Also, that truck is now going to land on someone or something. Yes. Lots of collateral damage this episode. (laughs) Chuck Norris is just a wrecking house. (laughs) Chuck Norris. (laughs) <laughs> Wrath of Destruction. Yeah, uh, It looks like he's gonna cr- just, like, ninja kick Ninja Leader in the back, but instead it, it, he just grabs him and, like, koalas him. And while he's uh, holding on to Ninja Leader, he's able to uh, untie too much and puts Ninja Leader in a, in a chokehold. Yes. A lot happened <laughs> in the first seven minutes seven of this minutes, episode. Yeah. Um, so we and cut- really the first, like... T- Two minutes of that is the opening title where they say Chuck Norris nine times. (laughs) And then we get a minute and a half of Chuck Norris telling us about the lesson. So really it's just like five minutes of this. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So we cut over to Claw's headquarters in the mountains. Uh, He's talking to Tanaka. He's like, where's my goddamn laser robot? And Tanaka says, I didn't get it yet. It is on a boat or train right now. I think it's on a train right now. Yeah. I'm sorry that I failed you, but Chuck Norris was a part of the thing, and you only sent me four guys. Granted, they multiplied into six guys, which was weird, but surprisingly, it didn't work. And then 
claws like, I hate it when people say they're sorry. Take off your glasses. <laughs> he takes advantage of a man who is genetically different from him by shining floodlights into the video screen that uh, Tanaka's looking at, which yes. hurts his eyes quite dearly. But it, it would have just been a screen and wouldn't have been that bad. I feel like him he being in just, daylight would have hurt him a lot more. Yeah, he could have just casually looked away. But then the best thing of the episode happens. That's right. So he hands off the phone to Ninja Leader. Nope, Super or, Ninja. Super Ninja, excuse now our, me. Now our best friend Super Ninja is right. here. Uh, and he's like, you're in charge of getting the, the laser robot and Chuck Norris is going to be there. And Super Ninja, of course, Norris! So fucking obsessed with Chuck Norris. It's great. Great. Klaus says, do whatever you want, but bring me the laser robot. Uh, and because he's super, he already has a plan. That's right. So we see a bullet train, and Chuck, uh, Ninja Leader, and Too Much gently drifting towards it. So how far did they glide through the air? I don't know. I don't know how their parachute that we saw gently drifting was able to reach with a bullet train, which travel at like 100 miles an hour. <laughs> they um, caught it around a very sharp turn where it had to slow. I maybe. They, they managed to very gently and deftly land on the train. And Ninja Leader at that takes that moment to take off uh, the parachute, wrap it around Chuck, and shove him, which was smart. Too much yells, Chuck, look out! As uh, Ninja Leader tries to step on his hands, because he was able to catch the ledge of the train. But he was also able to catch Ninja Leader's foot and tosses him off the train. Ninja Leader lands on his neck, but goes into a roll, so I guess he's fine. He rubs his head a little bit. Yeah, so he wasn't immediately paralyzed, which is nice. But yay, everybody's fine. And then uh, Too Much says, God, I thought we were going to lose you. And Chuck says, I will teach karate to your grandchildren. Chuck Norris is already 150 years old. He, <laughs> Chuck Norris is eternal. He's going to be forever. Uh, it's weird. So, so I don't know what country we're in. He I've... said my stupid persona will live on in jokes. <laughs> That's fair. I think we're in Japan. I don't know. That's the only place I can think of that has bullet trains. Yeah. And such lovely scenery with deer and stuff hanging out. Uh, but inside, everybody's razzing Tabe for not eating. Tabe is worried about too much. Don't you hate Reed? Yes. Me too. Okay. Reed is nothing. He's brought nothing to this team so far. He's has He hasn't even had any lines, really. Not yeah. At least too much is there to get captured. Yeah, and be annoying as hell. Reed is nothing. Reed is just there. Uh, Kimo doesn't really do anything or add anything either, but he, has he at least sword. has a sword. That's yeah. right. He has a personality. I don't even know what kind of weapon Reed is using, because it looks like a Japanese shrine. Might just be like a pyramid of some sort that he uses to hit people with. I can't tell. The old pyramid on a stick. That's right. So Chuck lowers too much into view through the window. They open the window and everybody's reunited. Hooray! And then Tave starts housing cakes because he found his appetite. Yay! Today is saved. No, wait. No, it's not. We still have half the episode to get through. Naturally, Super Ninja and Company, the rest of the ninjas, were, like, chilling out in one of the uh, caves that the train's gonna pass through. So the train goes in without ninjas, and then it comes out with ninjas. So even though there seem to be, like, skylights or whatever, the ninjas put down some C4 and explode holes in the, the train, and then they just drop down to take on the karate commandos. Uh, Chuck shoves too much into uh, a luggage bay, and uh, Super Ninja uses spikes to climb underneath the train. 
Uh, also, when he when he puts the when he puts too much when Chuck puts too much in the overhead compartment, this big weapon is in there, and he pulls it out. Whatever this thing is. Yeah. He well, he knew that he uh, his compatriots stored their weapons in the overhead compartment. Yes, so. It's very polite of them. They don't want to take up seats on this empty train. Uh, but yeah, he pulls... Yeah, I don't know what this weapon's supposed to be. It looks like a big wrench. Uh, Sky, I know we neither of us really cosplay, but uh, you should cosplay as Chuck Norris in this costume with this big weapon. You think? You could make that on a cardboard real easy. Real, yeah, just get some red pants. I yeah. need a, a thigh pouch, a and blue a belt, mustache, a headband, and some arm wrappings. Yeah, I, I picked out your Halloween costume for you. <laughs> Great. I'll be super ninja. <laughs> we are eternally locked in the struggle. Yeah. Um, they, they throw ninja stars at Chuck, and he uses his wrench to grab a bag and catches the, the, the stars in the bag, which is rude of him. Tabe is angry because a ninja kicked away his, his tray of food, um, and he snaps a chain with his might um, because his ninja was trying to kill him with a, with a, with a sickle and chain. And uh, a different ninja comes at Kimo with the five-pointed sword, and I don't know what this guy's status is, but that's Super Ninja Sword. What the fuck are you doing? I think maybe it's, uh, like, every they only have one of those, so they have to share it. Yeah, and it's Super Ninjas. Who the fuck does this guy know, think no, he is? No, you, you just saw it on Super Ninja's day. Super Ninja gets it on Wednesdays, you know, and then it gets passed around and comes back to Super Ninja. Super Ninja always has that sword. Super Ninja doesn't need a sword because he's super. I've seen him fight, and he's not, like, great. Super. So Chuck suddenly loses his situational awareness, and too much saves him from getting nunchucked in the back of the head. It's very polite. Meanwhile, under the train, Super Ninja sticks a bomb on one of the wheel wells. Yes. I guess that's it. That was his role in this plan. And, oh yeah, and then that happens. (laughs) He blows a whistle through his mask. Sure does. And not only does he do it outside under the train, which would be arguably the loudest part of the train, uh, but the ninjas do hear him. It's their super ninja hearing. Yeah, gotta train your senses. Um, so they just hop out of the train, which has got to be like a 12-foot vertical leap from a standing position. They're ninjas. Yep, and then they release their parachutes, and they uh, just parasail away. I this whole thing could have been accomplished with just Super Ninja. Yeah, he could have just. They didn't need to distract them at all. No, not at all. You're in a loud train. (laughs) Um, Super Ninja did have the forethought to leave a note detailing the plot um, and how they're going to blow up the train uh, if they don't give them the laser robot. And it becomes speed. Yes. If they slow or stop the train, it's going to explode. But. They don't explain how they're going to get the robot off of the train without slowing down or stopping. And also, everybody seems to be able to just come and go as they please, because the karate commandos do leave the train and nothing happens. Uh, Chuck explains how they're going to get off the train. I don't remember <laughs> he, that happening, but I believe he, you. They, he just tells us in a sentence. Okay. Uh, they don't show it. He says right here, uh, call the army, have a helicopter, and have it go the same speed as the train. Pace the train. And then we'll offload the robot through the baggage doors. But, like, they could do that with the people, too. Yeah, absolutely they could. But instead, they just take the robot and get off of there. Leave a, a, what we're told is a full bullet train, even though the, the car we've seen is completely empty, except yeah. for the people. And it's only, like, four cars long. Yeah. One of them was dedicated to the robot. One of them was the, the six of those guys. And then, I guess, maybe the engineer. 
at the front of the train. I didn't see anybody else. There's a it's a it's a it's an orgy train, guy. So everyone's in one car mm. doing orgies in the sleeper car. Orgy train. The fuck train. Fuck train. The F train. Um, it's like Snowpiercer, but different. More orgies. Fewer orgies. I so I, many orgies. I don't know what Snowpiercer is about. So oh, it's a train full of orgies. Uh, full of people. It's the only people that survived the freeze. Hmm. Um, and there's like the lower class in the back of the train who uh, were cannibals because there weren't any other food. Um, and then the upper class up at the front of the train who are living like uh, the bourgeoisie. Do they get eaten by the end? Uh, no. Oh. Because they have like cattle or something. I forget Doesn't where the. There, there was a whole orchard car at one point. It was a weird movie. And they just and live on the train? Yeah, everybody lives on the train because it's too cold to live anywhere else. And they built a big, long train track that just goes in a big circle. And it takes a year for it to pass the same spot. That's how you know how long you've been on the train. Ah. But there's no... There's guns and stuff, but like there ain't no bullets. Except that there are. It's a, it's a weird thing. And uh, Captain America picks up a gun and is real good with it, even though he probably never fucking touched one. The people that are born on the train and all the lower class people are fed these look jello looking bars that are full of protein, but it's really just like ground up cockroach protein. Protein's protein. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. It's actually really like a good idea because cockroaches are easy to maintain and yeah, they're like copulate. They're be around. Yeah. But it, like the front car's got like real meat and stuff. I don't know, it was real dumb. And there was, I feel like, an orgy ish. There's like a nightclub car, so why wouldn't there be a, a <laughs> an orgy car? They just didn't show it on screen. It was well, a that, weird movie. I didn't like it very much, but it's got Octavia Spencer in it. That's good. I guess. I guess. She's a pretty well-regarded actress. Right. And Captain America. I forgot his name. John Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kurt Russell's son was at it. Yeah. Wyatt Russell. Is that his name? Yes. So, um... They helicopter the laser robot to a place on Mount Fuji where Tanaka and some dudes are. I think they're just the ninjas in casual guard. Those were definitely the ninjas that attacked the boat earlier. Yeah. Because we got to see their faces for some reason. They're in their casual parkas and turtlenecks. Oh, it's chilly on a mountain. So uh, they get laser robot off the helicopter and then the bad guys explode the helicopter so they can't leave. And then they throw all the karate commandos into a dungeon. No. Because they have guns, and these men, just the karate commandos, decided to not show up with guns. They get put in a cell, cell sealed off, and then they start flooding the cell to kill them. Imagine how much more the karate commandos could get done if they had guns. But I think I've said that about every show we've... Yeah. Everybody just needs to use their gun and murder people, yes. and then they'd get their jobs done easier. You know, they're like, oh no, we're gonna drown in here, and then a goddamn, like, 15-foot python pops out of one of the, <laughs> the so, tubes. Was the plan for them to drown, or for just the water to give this, like, territory for the snake to maneuver in? I don't know. Because, like, it's a very big snake, and I feel like just flooding it and letting them drown would be a pretty good plan. Yeah. There's no need for that snake. It's certainly not indigenous to the mountain. <laughs> Snakes don't usually fare well in cold climates like that. Well, I mean, evil bad guys like that always have, you know, sorted creatures that can attack. Sure. That's their whole deal. Yeah, but, like, why? <laughs> you could just drown them. Or 
shoot them with the guns you had. Because you need a needlessly complex plot. Sure, but you just got, like, a super laser robot. That's true, just boil their fucking organs. Yeah, you can burn them to death pretty easily if it blew up a fucking container ship. Those ships are enormous. (laughs) And durable. They gotta carry heavy stuff in metal containers. I mean, I guess if you're gonna shoot it at a human, whatever's behind that human is also getting blown up, because it's gonna shoot through their gooey... Yeah, but you're on a mountain already. You can just put them at the like a, the side of the mountain and just shoot them into the distance. But uh, Chuck gets wrapped up in a snake, and then uh, he like slaps it a little, and then he gets wrapped up again. And Tabe helps him come to the uh, the surface. And they're like, "Well, we're trapped in here, but now we have this snake rope." Someone said, "What if Chuck Norris was wet and fought a snake?" <laughs> He's like, well, I'd use that snake like a rope, like an Indiana Jones. And the snake, because it's been bested, just cooperates. Right. it's not dead. Well, I mean, it would probably be dead it for sure. It should be dead, but it's not dead. Right. So they get too much to climb the snake. The The snake head acts like a grappling hook, and it, like, bends over a bar in, the, like, the, the ceiling, and too much grabs a chain as he gets to the top, which acts the pulley and pulls the grate that the snake was holding onto. And they climb up that chain. It's real dumb. Uh, but they do escape drowning to death. I'm real surprised the snake, when they whipped it at the thing, didn't just latch on to it with his mouth. Yeah. That been I fully expected it to be a robot or something, but it was just a regular snake living in the mountain. They brought the snake with him. It's not <laughs> just some random snake. It's an evil It's Tanaka's pet. snake. Yeah. Uh, so Tanaka's telling Claw that everything's going great, at which point Chuck kicks through the doors like you'd think. Claw hangs up angrily, and Tanaka goes for a sword, and he drops his glasses, and Kimo cuts the curtains down, and he's blinded because he's a man who doesn't have any pigment, and they're taking advantage of his disability. And Chuck's like, what do we do about the train? I think it's fair to take advantage of someone's disability when they're going to blow up a train. I mean, if it's just a, if it's a train with no one people. on it, it's probably they fine. They keep telling us there's people on it. Yeah, but there's not. We saw that there's not. Got a good cowboy hat this time. He does. So Chuck does the most heroic thing and uses Tanaka as a human shield and demands that uh, the goons put down their guns. They do, and they run off with Tanaka, you know, successfully kidnapping him. Meanwhile, uh, the goons had loaded up the uh, laser robot onto a jeep that has tank treads. So they steal that, and then they leave. But they leave Tanaka behind, unharmed, except for his eyes being, you know, hurt. And his pride. Yeah. Yeah, shoved in the damp snow. (laughs) Yeah, but that was the softest way to get shoved in this instance. But uh, because it's a cartoon, uh, the boys that work for Tanaka got their uh, fuck. What are they? Called? Jet? No, they're not jet skis. They're snow, snowmobiles. Snowmobiles. I was gonna say snow skis, but that's different. And yeah, out. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but they also have like tanks or car tanks that look like boats a little, um, and everybody gives chase. Uh, the snowmobiles can shoot missiles. Uh, but the tanks shoot out one of the tank treads that uh, Chuck and Co. are driving. This show is full of, like, little vehicles that if this had been real popular, they could have made little vehicles for your action figures forever. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so after they shoot one of the uh, enemy tank boats with uh, the laser robot, killing everyone inside, because we saw it blow up a tank truck once, or a <laughs> tanker boat before. So there's a bunch of dudes on skis 
wielding bow and arrows. They don't have quivers, so it's really a pretty limited threat, you'd think. <laughs> but they do manifest more arrows somehow. Meanwhile, Chuck's like, look, we gotta A-team this shit. Uh, and he puts Kimo and Reed in charge of getting the laser robot out of the wreck. But they stand perfectly still because they've already done that. Uh, meanwhile, Tabe, who is uh, basically nude in this frozen climate, uh, pulls a piece of the armor out and they're going to use that as a toboggan. So they put the um, the robot on the toboggan with too much. And they're like, here you go. You deal with it. And too much stands in front of it with the cannon pointed directly into his chest. And everybody, everything's fine. So everybody's, uh, you know, sledding down the mountain now. Meanwhile, they got archers and they got tanks shooting at them. And it's a very slow chase until we got Pepper who shows up in the Trans Am. In a car that could not drive on snow. Absolutely not. That thing is so low to the ground. Uh, but she does have the ninja saw blades that she shoots at uh, Tanaka, who had gotten in one of those tank boats. Uh, it veers off to the side because... You know how if you lose control of your steering, you definitely, it should have continued sliding in a straight line for sure, but it <laughs> veers off to the side and crashes into either a snow dune. You went like this. Ah! Yeah. But uh, everybody grabs hold of the Trans Am and they skitch for a little bit until they hop on. There's no back seat, which is a really poor choice for a six-person team. Yeah. But Chuck's like, uh, how about I even the odds? There are seats for two of them. Everyone else has to stand on the back of this fucking car. Yep. Uh, Chuck deploys the uh, the side hatchets, uh, and it fells some trees, so the dudes on skis get knocked down. You think the guys on skis would be the first ones defeated? Yeah. It seems like the easiest. They don't even have poles to stabilize themselves. Just throw one of those fucking saw blades at them, and they're dead. Tabe and Too Much have a, have a perfectly good, valid excuse for not stopping at this cliff, because there's no controls on a piece of metal. Yeah, but also you can and, just roll off that sled. Yeah, but you gotta take care of the laser robot. Well, roll off with the laser robot. Pepper makes no attempt to veer away from the falling to their deaths. Uh, they plummet probably like 70 feet, but they land in a couple of piles of hay at, at this uh, mountain farm where chickens are in Japan. And the car's fine. Don't worry. Everybody's fine. It's fine. Airbags didn't even deploy. Are you saying they don't have chickens in Japan, Sky? No, I'm saying that it's weird that this farm on the mountain has chickens. Why would there even be a farm there? But they not only have a farm, they also got a plane in there. You, I mean, you gotta have farms places. I know that. And I know that Japan is, like, mostly mountain, but, like, yeah. it's weird that... Uh, I don't, it's just weird to me. Weird placing. This is a farm where there should be ninjas, not chickens. They're way down the hill. <laughs> Indeed. So Pepper's like, yeah, I'll, I'll steal this plane. That's fine. I'll just, Chuck, can you go tell them that you're Chuck Norris real fast and it's fine that I steal this plane? And she has to tune it up first or something? I don't know. I don't know how she knew by casual glance that it wasn't up in, you know, proper order. But uh, we cut to them driving the Trans Am next to the bullet train, which is going 120 miles an hour. They make sure to show us that. That's right. Uh, Chuck throws a grappling hook on there and keeps it tied to the car. And Reed is driving, not Pepper. Right. And Reed keeps it the exact same distance from the train and the exact same speed very well. Yep. Well, speed isn't that weird. You can just set the cruise control. But, like, it's 
odd that the 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 road is completely perfectly parallel yeah. to the train track. Um, so Chuck grabs his uh, region stick, and he starts. He's gonna cross by, you know, tightrope walking uh, at 120 miles an hour winds over to the train, and when you know it, Super Ninja's there. So he goes to fight Chuck Norris on a tightrope, wielding his five-pointed sword. And See, now uh, it's his day for the sword. It's the same day. And Is he, it? Yeah, I think. He also uh, has like a boot dagger that comes out of his toes. But it's also got like five points. Which is the last thing you want when standing on a rope. Yeah. Uh, it's very windy. So they're like, alright, fuck it, let's fight. And right away, Super Ninja goes for a kick, which is the worst possible way to attack somebody on a tightrope. He does, in fact, miss, but Chuck tries to hit him with a stick, and he falls right off. It's probably because he's wearing cowboy boots. Yeah, can't be great for tightrope walking. Um, but uh, Super Ninja goes to step on Chuck's hands because he managed to grab the line, but instead Chuck does like a, a, a stomach curl, and he kicks... Super Ninja in the leg, causing him to fall off of the rope. And he falls traveling at 120 miles, but he does a perfect roll, and he's fine. That's how Don't you worry. become a Super Ninja. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's like a, a pole or something that snaps the line that, they're, <laughs> that Chuck was on. But it's fine. He falls directly into the train, and everything's cool. So he crawls underneath... I don't know how he does it without those spiky things, but he's able he's to. Yep, yeah, he's able to find the bomb. He touches it. He's like, "Oh fuck! I triggered. Uh, it's gonna just detonate now." But luckily, not right away. Right. So too much and Pepper come flying in the plane they stole. Uh, too much. Ang- he aims the laser at the bomb. First, he reprograms the laser. Right, because that's something he's capable of doing. I guess. Yeah, look at his hat. And he's able to expertly cut the area, the metal, around the bomb. So Chuck takes it off of the, the bullet train, um, and he hops on another plane's wing, and they fly away with this bomb. Uh, the train's fine. They can now slow down, but they don't. They just continue on their way. And they fly off into the distance, and there's a huge explosion. A fucking Dark Knight Rises it. Yeah, we're led to believe that everyone's dead. But then the plane comes back and everybody's fucking fine. There was, wasn't was even like a pregnant pause. It just happened right away. Well, but you gotta get this in an under 22. Yeah. Hooray! The day is saved. Yeah. And that's the end. We get flesh and blood, Chuck. It's like, well, we got the robot to its destination. And everybody was saved. And I barely had to use violence, except I did a lot. I karate chopped a fucking snake. Yeah. But violence should always be my last option. And I'd rather walk away from a fight. That is... A blatant lie, sir. This whole thing is about him fighting. That's the show. Yeah, that's kind of the whole deal, but that's how it ends. Jake, what did you learn? I learned that you can karate chop a snake. That's right. (laughs) What was the most terrific part? Well, let's see. Probably the fight on the tightrope. I wish it had been a teensy bit longer. Yeah, it it was over way too quick. It ended as quickly as something like that would. <laughs> yeah, but not for the right reason. Yeah, not in the way it would, just at the speed that it would. Yeah. I mean, you there's no way you could even get out on a tightrope going 120 miles an hour. Well, you and I couldn't, but a Super Ninja and Chuck Norris could. I guess. We did watch that. They'd make it a lot farther than either of us. <laughs> Maybe. I would I would stand up in the car and fall out. <laughs> I think it's pretty terrific that the six-person team has a car seated for two. 
But I guess they do have that spoiler that launches people, so yeah, that's which is cool. neat. It's arguably cooler. But also a fan would be much more, <laughs> yeah. more practical. Most likable or effective character? Super Ninja. Of course always. it was. He's got two more. Who else could coming. it be? He's the most handsome. He's the most talented. I mean, shout out to Tanaka for having a real name. Yeah, I guess. He couldn't <laughs> even look alike. Well, it's not his fault. He doesn't I mean, have pigment. You don't know that. <laughs> he doesn't have pigment. Leave yeah. alone. You don't know what happened to him. He's albino. Yeah, but you don't know if, what, what caused that. Genetics. Sometimes. <laughs> or maybe he's a jackass. And uh, that was his punishment. From who? God? Oh, okay. Or God. Whatever. Right. So, Jake. What? <laughs> Super Ninja. Yes, I know. Likewise. Um, what'd you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Well, Robert, I, I... I watched a thing. I know. I was trying to think if there was anything other than that, mm-hmm. but uh, not really. I did watch all of the Masters of the Universe Revelations, I think it's called. Sure. It's the new one. Uh, I keep hearing it's good. It, it was surprisingly good. I don't know anything about Masters of the Universe. And I was like, well, I'll watch this first episode and see how it goes. I know enough to know that it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, it goes down real easy. <laughs> it's like, it's not overly complicated that you can't like just sort of casually watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's Kevin Smith. He was in charge, but it's not overly Kevin Smithy. Sure. It's not a lot of pithy dialogue. Uh, not really. And it's uh, it's Tila heavy instead of the He-Man. lady. Yes. But yeah, for for someone evil? who was. Or am I thinking of Evil Lynn? Evelyn is also a big part of this. Okay. Uh, and I think it's very funny that her name is Evelyn. Yeah. They didn't try super hard. No. And they kind of make jokes about stuff like that. At one point she says, uh, evil wasn't always part of my name. So <laughs> her, like, her given name is apparently Lynn, and she added evil later. It's a pretty good joke. Yeah. Um, but I was just surprised. I watched them all, like, in a row, like, back to back, and... There's only five of them right now, and the other five oh, are coming out okay. later. It's very Which I, I kind of like, yeah, you just watch five, and then I get to take a minute. Just regular 20-minute episodes? Yeah, 20, 25 minutes. Nice. Uh, but I suggest it. I, I was surprised how much I liked it. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. Yeah. Because I like to try new things, like when I watched that new Transformers, I was like, all right, here we go. A new modern take on the Transformers, and I watched two of those, and I was like, ah, this is too grim and dense, and I just don't know who any of these robot monsters are. I liked the She-Ra stuff a lot. Um, I didn't watch any of that. But I imagine the tone's a little different. Yeah, this is, I guess, a direct sequel to the original show. Okay. So I guess it, in tone is more like the original show. Sure. But less stupid, probably. Does Battle Cat still talk? Yes. Is his name still Cringer? Yes. Is he shitty outside of his helmet? Yes. Great. But he's not in it a ton. That's good. He's just in it a little bit. Does he still have a stupid, annoying voice? Yes, but it's <laughs> it's Stephen Root, who you would recognize from a lot of things. Mostly, he's the voice of Bill in King of the Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. That guy. That dude's everywhere. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Transformers, like you were talking about, the War for Cybertron, was that what you were watching? Yeah, that's the... It's like three series that are, it's like a trilogy of series or something. Or something, yeah. Yeah. And they uh, incorporate the Beast Wars guys. Yeah, but you gotta, that's like, you gotta get like way into it for that to happen. Oh, I just started there. Maybe there was more series leading up to that. I, I didn't so. fucking bother because I wanted to watch the Beast Wars guys. Um, every 
Beast Wars voice is so different from the original cast. Oh, really? Like, they do not sound... They don't even have those same, like, vocal tics. Like, you know how Dinobot had that weird snarl thing? Uh-huh. Don't do that at all. And every voice is so very different from the original casting that it really throws me out of it. Uh, you remember Megatron having that cool, deep, booming voice? Yeah. Well, his voice in this guy is, is, like, a way higher guy. And he's just so desperate to blow other Megatron. It's It's <laughs> bad. Like, it took me so far out of it, I had to stop watching because I couldn't do it anymore. How do they bring in those robots to play with? Time travel. Robots? Oh, okay. It's, you know, there's a, a space the fight. That's way to do it. They went through a time hole and landed in uh, Beast Wars times. Oh, so they, these robots go to those robots, not the other way around? Well, Beast Wars times <laughs> are from the future, but they're in the past. Right. And That's they the don't give a single solitary shit about the Beast Wars show. Because nothing matches up with the show, with the the lore that they have in this. Uh, they were just like, we want to make this from a rhino, so... Yeah, basically. Um, like, the models are slightly up- are updated, so, like, uh, aesthetically, they are they look better, but mm-hmm. similar. Um, and they decided that Black Arachne was with the team the whole time, and they got rid of Tarantulas, because they probably just needed another female on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... They don't care at all about Beast Wars. <laughs> Everything is different. In the Beast Wars series, they find the ship that the Autobots are on, because that's part of the whole thing. They crashed and then were in stasis for like 100 million years or whatever. That's why there are the Dinobots. And here they're just like chilling. This might be a different continuity, though, too. Yeah, it would have to be, because everything's wrong. Yeah. So I don't abundantly recommend it either. And it is very dense and dour and heavy. I I don't know what the, the first... I don't know how they split this thing. I'm looking right now. So there's War for Cybertron, War for Cybertron, Earthrise, and War for Cybertron's Kingdom. And it's a, uh, I think it's a trilogy of seasons, basically. It's not enjoyable. <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. Uh, I did some other stuff. Played some D&D. And uh, I've been playing Skyward Sword for Switch, which is a Legend of Zelda that everybody was disappointed with for good reason. So I was pretty excited because with the Wii, you have to wave the controller to swing your sword, and it's irritating. <laughs> I mean, I beat that game, but it was not my favorite. It certainly wasn't what they wanted it to be for the 25th anniversary. Uh, so I thought, oh shit, they're going to, you know, they have to rearrange all this, all the stuff for the Switch, clearly. And instead of just pressing a button to swing your sword like you'd like, like, like as in Breath of the Wild, you have to move the right analog stick. And it's just a super nuisance. It's You don't have to take the little Joy-Con off and wave it around? You can do that. Oh. I don't want to do that. That was the thing that I didn't want to do with the Wii. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Combat is tr- difficult for a number of reasons. <laughs> um, mostly, I can't... Like, the buttons are, and the controls are just kind of all wonky because it was made for a motion control thing, and I don't want to fucking do it. So... <laughs> You know, we're doing that. At one point, you know how Wii Bowling was a thing? Uh, well, yes. In this game, you could take bombs and bowl them. So mm-hmm. you could, like, arc them around corners and stuff to attack enemies. And, or like That's kind of... Yeah, it's rad. But now I have to figure out how to fucking do it with uh, stationary controller oh, buttons. Yeah. So it's a little challenging. I think the Wii Bowling was the best thing to come out of the Wii. <laughs> uh, I honestly didn't play my Wii enough to have an opinion. That's different from that. I played it enough to know that Wii Bowling was the best thing to come out of the Wii. Yeah, I mean, the 
Uh, Ghostbusters game was pretty fun, but I got to a point where I couldn't figure out a puzzle, <laughs> and I just you know backed away from it and never went back. Yeah. Aside from that, I <laughs> I only have like six games, and uh, one of them was the Zelda that came out for that. The entire reason I didn't get a Wii U is because there was no new Zelda on it. Did they just re-release old, an old Zelda on there? They re-released uh, Wind Waker, which I did want, but not enough to buy a new system for. Yeah. Well, I bought a Switch for a game that's apparently never coming out, so... What game is that? The Lego Star Wars the oh. Complete Saga. That's weird. I will have had that, for, I think, for almost two years now. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> that game still has not come out. <laughs> I mean, you got Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, which was a which which was a, a pleasant, uh, you know, Surprise. consolation. Yeah, the game is supposed to come out sometime this year, but we're halfway through this year, over halfway through this year. It happens anyway. I think that's about it for this week. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, if you want to rate and review, you could do that on any of the platforms that you do it at. Even uh, if you we, don't want to, you could do that. Yeah, you could do it if you want. Or um, if you don't want. Or a five-star podcast on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts. I, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. As always, Black Lives Matter, defund the police. And stay frosty, everyone. Chuck Norris with his team, Pepper. It's too dangerous, Chuck. Wow. Too much. Too much. Kimo, the Samurai Warrior. Reed, Chuck's Teenage Apprentice. Tabe, the Sumo Champion. With Chuck Norris, they battle the sinister forces of the Claw. Remember this. And the ruthless Super Ninja. I'll finish Norris! Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos.